Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. And we're going to have lots of good summer tunes. Beautiful weekend out there. It's nice and sunny. Lots going on. So get out and enjoy. Do a little gardening. Still amazed at how cool the evenings get. Uh, early in the morning, I was out uh, letting the dogs out this morning and went for a little walk in the grass in the backyard. And yeah, feet were a little chilly without any any footwear on. So in the bare feet in the grass wasn't uh, wasn't super 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 uh, relaxing. I guess on my feet this morning. I guess it felt good. Wakes you up. Anyways, lots lots to talk about today, and there should be. Uh, you like to call in, the phone lines are always wide open, 403-974-8255, or from out of town, 1-800-563-7770, and those are also the talk and text line, so by all means, give me a shout, and again, uh, going into this warm, warm stretch again, next couple weeks, um, look pretty good, so get out, make sure you're watering your trees and shrubs, make sure they're... uh, um, they're getting well looked after. And if you have a tree or shrub that's just not looking great, um, sometimes the only thing left to do is removal. And something that's that needs to happen. So sometimes if you're looking out in your yard, that thing is just not looking great. You need to call uh, call your arborist in and, and let them have a look at that and to get it looked after, either removal or prune properly dead damage or disease branching that's sort of what you're looking for at this time of year and uh, because it's sucking all the energy out of your of your good healthy branches when you have your tree and shrub looking that way so anyways have a look outside on your trees and shrubs give them a little water i uh i know i always uh when i'm walking through i just get a little bit frustrated just sometimes seeing all the Unfortunately, all the bad weather, all the bad trees that uh, are around right now. So just uh, get out. Let's do our part. If we chip in in our little circle of our life, and then hopefully that'll help the rest of it. Because when you have a whole bunch of dead damage or disease things, it also spreads disease, spreads bugs, brings more bugs into unhealthy when you have unhealthy plant life. So let's all do our part, and hopefully we can get our canopy looking good in the next couple of years, because uh, it is suffering right now a little bit, so we need to uh, help it out a bit into the mother nature that comes within our city climate, into our city compound here that we uh, call Calgary, and I'm going to go to Dave. He's uh, up early on the phone lines. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. How can I help you today? I'm wondering how to get rid of burdock. Okay, burdock is on what? What? What do you have it on? The grass <laughs> in their lawn. Hey, hey, hey! I'm gonna have the to. The people next door they they grew it. It's a it's a hotel here in Saint in uh, London. Okay, not London, but I mean Calgary here. Yeah. And it's sort of uh, spread over our lawn now. Hey. <laughs> So you're getting a lot of that. Uh, well, it, the problem is with it is it's a biannual, so it reseeds itself as well. Yes, I know. <laughs> My uh, grandmother used to get rid of it with turpentine and Keen's hot mustard. Okay. I love that Keen's hot mustard with my bratwurst, so. Oh, yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, sauerkraut had that a couple of days ago. Um, yeah. Um, what I would do is mainly, it just got to get it when it's smaller, 
go out and uh, and you, unfortunately use the Killex is your best thing, and because uh, it is it, it it it's really quite uh, and, it, and it can get you quite sick as well, right? So it's uh, and it's used it for can, medicine and stuff like that. It but, can get you sick. Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, it it's not great for you. So, anyways, I would um, I would just use the Killex on it when you see it in your lawn. Get do it when it's small, and then that'll look after it for that season, and hopefully you can get it before that goes into bloom. If yeah. if it's in your neighbor's yard, if it is quite invasive, you you are able to call three one one, and they might be mm-hmm. able to send somebody out to have a look at it. But it's uh, that's really all you can do is look after in your in your area of your yard, okay. and uh, and two four D should work like Tilex. I I would just spot spray it and. Uh, well, I got a lot of dandelions in there. Yeah, too, so that'll so look after it, and then just everything. yeah, get your get your lawn nice and healthy. Give it a shot of our Green It Up lawn fertilizer, yeah. the sixteen thirty two six. Right Ooh. now, if you haven't used it, it would be a great time to get it into it, get its roots going nice and thick. Yeah, and uh, it'll help choke out that other stuff as well, the burdock. Yeah. yeah. What about a, a par three? Uh, if you if you have access to that kind of stuff, those are all commercial grade. Um, Herbicides, I, absolutely. I got access to it. Yeah, so. if you do, just make sure you're very careful. Read the directions oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That is a golf course style Kellex. Yeah. It's 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 just the exact same. So okay, all right. So just a little bit stronger, but just make sure you follow the directions on mixing the par three as it is a different mix than the homeowner variety. So okay, yeah, that would be great. It's a broadleaf selective herbicide. It, it it's yeah. yep. Like I said, just, just I, I used I listen to your show all the time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it, Dave. Okay, you take care. You as well. Bye bye. Bye bye. Awesome. Yeah, and again, using any of the of the chemicals, herbicides, um, fungicides, insecticides, just make sure you're reading the directions. I know we had a customer in and and She's a little upset that we asked her just what well, we told her, what we told her what to do or how to use it. But then also just really recommended using, like read the directions as well, because um, sometimes what we say in the store, by the time you get home, you kind of say, oh, did he say this or did he say that? Just really make sure who, whatever you're using, always read the directions, wear gloves, don't do it on windy days, don't do it in the hot of the heat of the day with any of these chemicals because it, 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 it can cause more harm than good. So you just want to make sure you're we look that you're getting your plants looked after in the proper way. So and let's go to John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning. How are I you today? We're going to be away. What's that? I thought you were going to be away. No, not this week. I, I was back. I was in Vegas all week and uh, got back on when did I get back on Friday, I think, or Thursday night and I was back at work yesterday on Friday. Oh, okay. Well, welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> uh, coffee grounds. I have got a couple of cans of old, old, old coffee, like yep. about ten years old. Okay. And I just throw that out. In Absolutely, there. just mix it into the garden. Okay. Absolutely. No, it I won't hurt not- it. Maybe you'll grow some coffee plants. Just kidding. Oh yeah. That's okay. I I planted some feathers the other day, and I thought some chickens would grow. <laughs> uh, Mark's uh, Mark from Prune It Up. His son was in yesterday. Him and Mark, and uh, I couldn't resist, so I bought his son. I think it was Lucas. I believe his name is, and uh, I got him a a chocolate ice cream, and he calls it. Uh, 
what did he call it? Dirty chicken or something. He calls his chocolate ice cream. I can't remember exactly what he called, but something like that. Um, and that's that's his thing for chi- for chocolate was uh, something chicken. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was funny that that's his flavor. So, but he had chocolate ice cream all over himself. Was so that, was uh, that the picture on your Facebook? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's Mark and his son. So. Yeah, I love those flowers you had there, too. Yeah, no, everything's looking really good right now and down at the garden center, so uh, lots of great stuff. And we are getting new trees and shrubs in um, every week still. we Not quite the large uh, shipments that we haven't get, but if we're missing a few things, we do try to bring stuff in every week, fresh stock, and we and that way it just we rotate our stocks. So you're not getting stuff that's old. If you're not seeing what you have or what you're looking for, typically if you just ask one of the the team or you leave a note at the cash shack, um, like I said, we're able to bring in stuff every week. So trying to keep everything looking good, and uh, the team down there has done a really really good job. And uh, I know everybody in the tree lot and uh, Zoe and Chris sort of they're looking after those areas and have done a great job. So. Yeah, you have great pictures on your Facebook. Page. Yeah, no, and uh, we have Ashley. She's our social media um, oh, yeah, guru. I met, yeah. yeah, you met Ashley. She's uh, she looks after all those great pictures, and she's uh, versatile. She also helps out in the office. So, yeah, we're trying to make sure because pictures tell a thousand things. <laughs> That's right. You know, and and then and we're in a social media world, right? Like you see it, everybody sees it from all ages, all demographics. So we definitely try and make sure we're we're communicating what we're doing via social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that other fun stuff. So Right. Yeah. All right. Now what about rhubarb uh, leaves? I understand they're poisonous. I, I think that and I think they are, I believe they are. Um, I've never eaten them or used them for anything, so pretty much, yes. Do I just throw them in the black bin or the green bin? Um, I would, I would just put them into your compost bin. A compost? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just put it right into your compost and you're good that way. Yeah, okay. And the other thing, is your, uh, Ridge Plus yep. kind of, uh... Strong. I I have tomato plants this year. Yeah, they are about. They've got. They're crawling, and they're uh, about four feet long. All these vines. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not strong. It just depends how you mix it. But it does work really well. Like it gets the. It gets your plants living. It gets your soil living, which in helps gets the plants living. I, I love the Rage Plus. It's a great product. Um, actually, I haven't had Sheldon on for a while. That reminds me, I should be giving him a shout. He's the guy who created it and uh, and and distributes it around Canada. Um, the Dirt and Grow. Sheldon's a great guy. Loves what he's doing. And uh, and people think that I own stock in it. I wish Sheldon won't give me any. So no. <laughs> uh, he's from Winnipeg, right? Yeah, he's from Winnipeg. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Knows his stuff. True uh, plant geek. And uh, he has his family business. He's growing it with that. So, anyways, all right, John, I should probably roll here. Thanks, Merle. All right, take care. You too, bud. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back and hit the phone lines, we got Wanda, Barbara, Jerry, and Joyce. And if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Those are also text lines. If you want to send any pictures, I'm more than happy to look at them and it's nice and easy over the text if you can do that you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
Match Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's largest garden center with everything you need inside and out. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, I'm going to have you covered here on the phone lines. Right now, we're going to go to, where are we at? We're going to go to Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, I'm up. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, that's a good thing on a Sunday, Sunday morning. Yes, it is. Isn't it gorgeous out? It is beautiful. And I'm looking to get out and power wash my house. So, <laughs> um, yeah. That's a, that's a good thing to do because then the water that rolls down off the house goes into those dry beds that are all around the, under the eaves and all that. So that's exactly going to be a good thing. Exactly my thinking. Exactly my thinking. Perfect. Yeah, just watch that you don't use too much of the of the soap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I have I have two questions. One of them is about junipers. Okay. And, um, initially, my junipers were looking kind of sad, and I thought it would, had a lot to do with winter burn. Yeah. Um, but I'm not so sure anymore. Okay. Um, and so the tips on one of them, I, I cut back, but I don't know. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know what I'm doing. And, <laughs> and so, so the tips are um, on one is, you know, it was severe. It's on a, I'm on a corner lot, so the wind cuts across that lot. Yeah. And that, but I have three of them, and this one just was really bad. So yeah. there's the possibility that dogs are doing their thing on it, but yep. I'm not certain, but it, it's died back. Sort of in that bit. spot right on the edge. That's probably yeah. a that's probably a good assumption. And basically, if there's anything brown on your junipers, the brown will not come back. Okay. Um, so what happens is you need to cut out the brown, and then new green grows in that same area, but brown will not turn green again. How far do I have to trim? Just remove all the brown, like this. I don't have to go an inch? No. Okay. No, just as soon as you see the brown stop, just right below it, and uh, and then typically they'll fill in. We did see a lot of winter kill, a lot of winter burn, a lot of winter desiccation this past uh, over the winter. So I, I've seen it on all kinds of things. And then I was driving, and where was I? Just, just here on... Uh, somewhere up here by the radio station. I just see this perfect cedar in the middle of the yard, like wide open, going against all the rules, like perfectly green. <laughs> I'm just like, how does that happen? Eh? I, I agree. <laughs> it, it, it's, But that's plants, right? I always tell people you get a 50-50 chance, right? It'll live or it won't. Well, but, this, this one juniper, and then I have some others that I put in, and their tips are starting to brown, and I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, are you on a proper water cycle, like getting good slow deep watering? No. Okay, <laughs> okay, that would be, I would say, is probably your biggest issue. Then okay, they, once a week deep. Yep, yeah, the slow deep. Get one of those sweating soaker hoses, you know, yeah, and just put those one. around the around the base outside the drip line of the junipers. And just let it soak in really slow. And then if you're able to put bark mulch down around junipers, it does make a big difference as well. Okay, I can do that. It holds the moisture in so nice because our winters, are. it seems our September, October, November, December have been really dry the last few years. So, And then we seem to get our snowfall after Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. by that time, the ground's already frozen, though, and the moisture can't get into the ground. And it just sucks the life out of the plant. Absolutely. And then our dry winds, which we all love those Chinooks, but it, it's very hard on the plant material, when, especially when it has no water to uh, to ease that up. How it, crazy am I to go out and water at that time? 
Um, if it's winter time, it, it's just it's not really going to soak in anyways because it's gro- it's it's frozen already. Like the ground, it won't soak in unless it's really really dry. But you don't want to like you can soak them down, like hose down the things on those some of those really warm days, wash the dust off, and do that kind of thing. Like I've done that lots of times. If we get a little bit of a spell of a chinook that hangs around for a week and it's plus ten or plus five. I go out and just wash down my junipers and stuff like that, and it gets the gets some water into the roots and and helps keep it froze again. So okay, okay. But right now is even more important if you can just get those socros. It's dry out there, like this heat, and there wasn't a whole lot of moisture left in the ground from before. So uh, again, just that slow deep watering is so much be- so really beneficial for your for your junipers and all your plants. Okay, I will do that. Awesome. Now, my next question is about barberry. Okay. I have a retaining wall, yeah. and I have an evergreen uh, spruce um, that is slightly overhanging, but my issue is I'm doing a passive-aggressive thing because I have people that are sitting on my retaining wall. And so I place some barberry there, and I need to know what the likelihood is that it'll survive underneath a spruce. Not very likely. It's just, um, first of all, there's not enough moisture. It depends how much light it's getting. If it's getting lots of light, um, yeah. if, if it's limbed up, if there's lots of light, it will get, it, it'll be okay. But you have to supplement with water underneath there because it works, the spruce tree works like a big umbrella and then no moisture gets underneath. It's, people talk about it, it's too acidic and that, that has a little bit to do with it, but really it's more the moisture and the sunshine underneath spruce trees. Okay. No, it's not heavy, heavily um, uh, canopied. But it's it, it definitely I know that there is water uh, that there is again it's a water issue so yeah. I, I mean I've been vigilant about um, watering and I do when it starts to get really really well yeah. this last little while has been dry but yeah okay okay well we'll see we'll give it a go all right good luck with that Barbara thank you thank you for calling bye bye bye. All right, and I'm going to go, I still have time for one more here. We're going to go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Merle. I went out and I bought a bunch of uh, ground covers, but they're all thymus, so one is conscious or something, C-O-C-C-I-N-E-U-S, Yeah. which um, I have a lot of, and then I have also the pink chintz. Okay. And then I have uh, the deep pink. Chintz again, time. They yep. say time, but and then the other one is white. Um, um, oh, Alburus, Alpharus. Yep. Can they? Are they? Do they come back next year if I plant them? Most of them should. If if it's if the, those varieties in their in their two to nine, like some of them are, they have to be under the three, like under the zone four. Yeah, how do you know that, though? It how should you... say on the tags, and then... Well, on the tags, it actually says that they're they're not hardy, and they're grown as an annual. Okay, well, then definitely not, then. Okay, so whichever ones I have that say that... Are just are no annuals, good. yeah. Okay, so then I'll take them all back and come visit you, obviously. Yeah, no, and that's where we would have those in our annual section, then we have the zone-hardy ones... In the in the perennial section, well, I never even thought. I saw them and was in a hurry and thought, "Oh yeah, those will work." But I never knew there was a difference between. Yeah, there's so many varieties in different zones. Okay. And okay. and sometimes that's the difference if you're buying them at box stores and stuff because the the guy who orders them is in Vancouver. Yeah. And then he just ships them across Canada, and everybody yeah. everybody can grow gala apples, right? Yeah. 
yeah, I've run into that before. Yep. I was also going to tell you your big bag of soil. I did half of my tomatoes in the big bag of soil from Eagle Lake yep. and half in, in some miracle grow that I'd picked up last year. Yep. And what a huge difference. The the ones in the Eagle Lake are just fabulous. Yeah, no, they're, they have some of that soil is really, really nice. Like, I can go in my greenhouse. I went in the other night and I said to Steve, come in and look, and you can tell which plant was grown in what. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Soil is where it all starts. Yeah. And uh, absolutely. Like, I know even just for our bag soil, I, like, I'm very picky on it, and the guy who bags it for me knows that because I made him redo a, a whole batch that wasn't up to our snuff. Oh, I'm just amazed at the difference. I never noticed it when they were growing tiny, but now that they're getting big and just the foliage yep. difference and the length that they yep. grow, unbelievable. All right, Jerry, I got to go. I'm up Thank against the clock. Thank you for the soil again, my You're friend. very welcome. Okay, Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. We got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let me go. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and hopefully you don't blister in the sun too much today. But we are enjoying some great sunny weather, so get out there and enjoy. And. I'm going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Joyce. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. How are you, Merle? Good, good. You had a good trip, did you? Yeah, it was good. We, well, it was very, very hot down there. It's like 114. And I, everyone from back here kept saying, oh, where are the, all the grasshoppers? Because you hear about that. We didn't see one grasshopper. It went up and down the strip. We even had the Uber guy try and take a little detour, see if we could see some of these massive um, batches of grasshoppers. Maybe they were talking about the two-legged ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, either that or it was fake news. I don't know. It must have been Trump's fault. No, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It was, but they must have been there. I just, we just, uh, we couldn't find them. So. Oh, okay. And I wasn't even drinking, so I'm not sure what's going on there. So. <laughs> well, they're just seeing things. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure. It was just, it was kind of interesting though, because, like I said, I probably had 15 texts from people back in Calgary. Yep. Yeah, where's all the grasshoppers? Are you getting invaded? And it's like, no. Oh, okay. So how can we help you? Two questions. Uh, that bag of dirt from uh, Eagle Lake. Yes. How big is it? They're one cubic yard, so they're four feet by four feet by four feet sort of thing. Like Would you be able to handle it? Um, handle it in which way? By hand. Oh, no, no. They're, they're, you need a crane truck and stuff. But we sell it bulk in our thing, and we also deliver it this... Um, by bag or in bulk. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, we'll deal with that. Anyhow, why is my spruce tree dripping sap? Um, typically, did you do any pruning or anything? Nope. Huh. Is it? Is there look like there's wounds on it of any oh. kind where it's sapping out? It's old. Okay. It, it could be, it just usually if it's um, birds or if there's some sort of damage, they'll, they'll okay. leak out. Okay. Um, that's typically where it... Is it on the trunk or on the branches? On the branches. Huh. That's, like I said, unless there's some pruning that, it's kind of unusual. Yeah. Um, so I would just... Uh, are you able to text me a picture of it? I can't climb up there. You'll have to get, oh, Chris. You'll okay. have to get Chris to come back. Yeah, we'll have to get Chris to come out and have a look. The tree monkey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and they're heading up to Lethbridge there in a couple of weeks, so... Oh, yeah, you said that a week ago. Yeah. Where are they going? Yep, they're going down there to to participate in that uh, great event down there. So when is that? It's August twenty fourth weekend. Oh, okay, 
right. Yeah, so we'll, uh, Mark will be down there. He'll call in with a report from the guys and uh, let us know how it's all going down there. So, And we have sponsored it, so we want to be part of the ISA community. So we're, we're going to keep getting involved the more we can all with right. those type of projects and things like that. Because I want so, it's important uh, that people are informed and they're using the proper... Um, people to look after our trees because yep. you can't glue the branches back on if they're improperly pruned. So, yeah, right. Okay, so how much do you charge for a bulk of? Um, it's it depends if it's just regular topsoil. It's twenty dollars a bobcat bucket, so it's fairly inexpensive. And then depends where you are in the city. Where we usually discharge. Oh, you're in Airdrie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So delivery would be seventy five dollars. Oh wow. Can so, I afford that? But you can get more and more, uh, you can put more, depends how much you need. Let the girls know on the phone how much you need, your area, length times width, and then how deep you want it, and then they'll let you know how much you need. Want it deep. I've had garden failure over the last two years for carrots and yeah. and Yeah, so you might need, a, you might need some, some good garden garden mix. You might need a full load. Potatoes are growing, but they haven't even bloomed yet. But they like that. They like the they like a little bit rougher soil. So yeah, why wouldn't the potatoes bloom by now? They should be, which is unusual because I know yeah. a lot of people are harvesting already. Just dig underneath there, like and just see. Because I know sometimes the blooms come up and sometimes you miss them. But maybe just dig a, a little bit of a hill up and see if you have anything underneath there. Oh, they're in a row. Yeah. Okay, but you can still dig underneath one to see oh, if yeah. there's anything underneath there. Okay. All right. Thanks, Joyce. All right. Thank you, Merrill. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, and we're going up to Wanda. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. How can we help you? Um, I want to know what's eating my Brussels sprout leaves. They've got huge holes in them. Okay. Did you happen to get hit by any hail? Yes. Okay. I would say that's probably part of it because they do have huge leaves, and they're very crispy. So when you do get hail, that it does chop them up quite easily. I think I was we we got actually started getting it before the hail okay. hit. Okay, w- there's lots of little caterpillars that that do love the because there's so much juice in the in the in the Brussels sprout leaves like they're they're very cr- like there's lots of there's lots of nourishment in there for the bugs. Yeah. So um, a product you can use that's safe is BTK on that. Or pure spray green. Okay, we do have some pure spray green in the shed, so I can just spray yeah, but that just, on the yeah, leaves? Yeah, just take a look, though. If you don't see anything, it really doesn't do anything. So sometimes they just come in and then they move on. I noticed I put my lemon tree outside on the on the deck, and holy cow, like the amount of growth and blooms I'm getting on that thing is crazy. But then I've also noticed that some of the leaves are getting eaten. So it, it could be a, like, but I've looked on the thing up and down. I don't see a bug on it, but half okay. the leaves are gone on some of them. So just break some of those leaves off. If they're really bad, just, just cut them right off. Yeah. Cause that's what my father-in-law does. He yeah. cuts all of the leaves off of his Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And I guess it would shoot more nutrients to the actual plant. Absolutely. Yeah. When you get to the point when it starts sending out the fruit, yeah, you do want to remove some of the foliage. But not. I wouldn't take all of it because it needs the sun energy, too. I would just leave the, the top couple. Yeah. 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 Leave the top. Yeah. I'll take about a th- leave a third on. Okay. Can I ask you another quick question about sure. fertilizing? Um, when is it too late to fertilize like things like the flowers and um, the vegetables? Uh, those you can fertilize right till freeze up, like oh, any of okay. your flowers and that. Absolutely. 
because I'm hoping I'm having um, some issues with uh, delayed uh, flowering. And, yeah, and no, things. most of those need the nourishment all the way through. So any of your pots and and anything like that, any of your annual flowers and veggies, yeah, fertilize right through till the end of summer. Okay, great. All righty. And I'm hoping it'll help with the production. Absolutely, it will. If you feed them, they'll produce. Okay, thanks so much. And how how often should I be fertilizing? Every couple of weeks? I, w- I would do it every week. Every week? Yep. Okay, awesome. Thank right. you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we love. Good morning, Good morning Mary. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Well, well. How are you Isn't doing? Isn't that wonderful? They made a song about Medi. Yeah, about Mary. Good old Mary. Contrary. What's How happening? How does your garden grow? It grows pretty good, I hear. With silver bells and cockle shells and all those darned old weeds. <laughs> anyway, two questions. Yes. What does burdock look like? Is it, it creeping it, Charlie? No, it looks like a thistle almost. Here, I oh, had, I that had, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you the only way you would get rid of them things is dig them out and yeah. And, and Some of the yeah, they the, use it as food, but then it's also and it's used to if you put it in your mouth, it to increase urine flow and, oh, and some just, other uh, stuff. It's invasive your, though. Your mouth pucker up like a yeah, sour but it's quite lemon. In, quite invasive as well. So. Yeah, it's awful. Anyway, and another question, I wondered all my life when I <laughs> cook sweet. Or out of the garden on my stove. Why does it pop up like a cannonball coming, you know, and it poops all over the stove, makes a mess? Sweet peas. Yeah, you know, your peas, you know, Lincoln Homestead. Yep, yep. Why Why does it always pop up like your soda in the water? The peas have soda in them? They must have a little bit in there, eh? I don't know. They sure stink when they burn over. Yeah, I don't uh, ever really boil peas. I'm more of a steamer. I like oh, steaming. Yeah. Well, I always boil them. Or I, eat, I love eating them I raw. I carrots first yeah. a little bit, and then throw some peas in, and then that's all I eat. Nice. Peas and a great big hunk of butter. Nice. Oh, my Lord. And anyway. <laughs> It's heaven, and my garden is great. And the lady that's having trouble with her, with her uh, Brussels sprouts and cabbages, well, the cure is marigolds. Yep, marigolds are yeah, awesome. Yeah, the the bugs don't like marigolds. They smell, and they just stay away. Yeah, they're natural insecticides. Yeah, yeah, they're really good, but marigolds were hard to buy this year. Yeah, we had lots earlier on. Yeah, I know, and they go yeah. so quick, but they, they can't stand cold. No, 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 they don't. They don't like cold. Yeah, we had we had lots of marigolds this year. Actually, it was good. So, and uh, yeah, well, I missed it. Yeah, but that's okay. I, I got yeah, we had the anyway. we had the the TV series that uh, just films out west. There, they were looking for some because they're more yeah. of a, a heritage looking one, heartland. Yeah, well, they're I like marigolds. I don't like the smell of them, but I one I of like the easiest them. things they're to really grow. Nice, easy to grow. Yeah. 
and uh, like I said, they look after the, they usually get rid of aphids. You put those around yeah. your tomatoes yeah, and stuff. Really, yeah, they work really, really good. Anyway, uh, that uh, and the grasshopper plague, yep. well, they came, they saw, and there was nothing to eat, so they took off. Yeah, there's not much to eat in the, in the no, asphalt. No, in the, in, in the city, there's plastic and... And fake flowers. Yeah, no, and most and of the grass trees. there is all fake too now. Yeah, along well, the strip. you can't, you know, they're living in the desert. Well, it's 114 area. degrees, so. Well, it was that here too. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh, Lord, it was hot. All right, Mary. Yeah, goodbye. Bye-bye. All right, we need to go to Stephen. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Stephen. How are you doing? I think he's in his car, maybe cutting in and out. Are you there, Steve? Stephen? No. Uh, maybe you can call back, Stephen. I'm going to go. Are you there? I'm here. All right. You're just cutting in and out. We'll see how this goes for for a couple seconds. How can I help okay. you? There you sure. are. Um, grass. I live in Red Deer. Yep. And my grass is always thin. I use Scott fertilizer. I follow the direction. Every winter, I lose so much of it. It just turns brown. Yeah, that's the main reason is the fertilizer you're using. The Scott's is a... A nitrogen only fertilizer, thirty ten like it's a thirty zero two, like zero zero like thirty zero four or zero thirty-two yeah. or so there's nothing for the roots. So you, you need to switch it up. You need to use a good fertilizer. And uh like ours, we made up a green it up fertilizer for the Calgary area and it's sixteen thirty two six, so it has a high middle number. And, yep. and that makes all the difference. It gets your roots growing nice and healthy, and it's still lots of green, but it has the root system so it can sustain these hot. The thing with the Scots, it just gets it green, but then as soon as it gets hot out, it just starts dying out really quickly because there's no root system there to sustain it in our clay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. And one other quick question, zucchinis. We have a raised garden bed. Yep. And uh, ends always start to rot like we they grow good in but inconsistent watering and it can be a little bit of a calcium deficiency as well okay um so there is some of the tomato fertilizers that and if you look at them they have uh calcium supplements in them yes so use that okay. and uh and then just consistent watering and and just they don't want to be too wet or too too dry just just sort of let it dry a little in between watering and then just try and keep it fairly consistent Okay, perfect. All righty. Thank you for your help. Thank you, Stephen. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Got to love the old uh, Chevy Chase vacation series. Um, in the highway, in the old, uh, in the old station wagon, lots of fun, always lots of fun. And it makes me crack up when I just sometimes you hear those songs and, uh, and the movie, uh, Chevy Chase is a classic in some of those. And we're going to go to the phone lines and Brian has kooks, kooks and zucchini. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Merle. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, I've got some um, zucchini and cucumbers growing in uh, pots on my on my condo okay. deck, and uh, they grew up started really well. And the zucchini was putting out lots of flowers and starting lots of fruit. Okay, and it was they're they're dying back. They're turning yellow on the end, and the same thing with the cukes. The I the fruit my, is the, 
fruit is, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times in pots, and it's similar to the previous color, it would be, I would say, more inconsistent watering. If it's in a fairly hot spot, if it dries right out and then you water it and then dries right out, then water it. And yeah. and sometimes it's hard in pots. So what I would recommend is maybe getting a larger pot mm-hmm. on your patio. And does that sound like it could be an issue? Um, well, I got quite a bit of quite a few plants now. I've cl- um, collected them over the yeah. years. Yeah. Um, these are in pots about uh, ten, twelve inches in diameter and about ten inches high. Yeah, I I, I would say they need larger. Okay. They're fairly heavy feeders, and there's just so much foliage on there. And if it's if it's in a fairly sunny spot, I'm assuming that they probably dry out fairly easy. Yeah, they are. They're on the south face. Yeah, yeah. So I would get like a 20 inch pot. Like we have some large black ones and things like that it just it's really this the inconsistency of of the watering for the most part, okay. or if you get a large window box or something, we have some fairly large ones that you can get and grow a couple of them into a this is a big window box okay, what about tomato plants i've got them they're I've got them in the same similar pots they're about four or five feet tall yep lots of lots of blooms, but they're not setting much fruit. they On should the- be are they able to get any kind of pollination like cross pollination? Um, there's, there's a, um... Depends how high your right balcony behind. is, I guess. <laughs> they're, they're sitting right beside each other. I mean, I've got a... Do you I get lots of bees but, and bugs? Yeah. Pardon me? Do you get lots of bees and bugs coming yeah, around? lots of bees. We have lots yeah. of flowers and things, so they're coming around. Are, are the, what's, what kind of tomatoes? Um, they are, there's a, a grape or cluster cherries. Okay, like the Sweet 100? Yeah. Yeah, you sh- I... I I'm trying to think why you wouldn't get any fruit because if you're getting lots of blooms, typically it just you should be fine. How 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 much water do the tomatoes like? They they like uh, in the summer, especially something if it's in that only that ten inch pot. Um, every day, lot like a fair bit. Same thing, and be drying out fairly quickly. Yep. And they need to be fertilized, especially in a pot that side. There's probably nothing left in there for nourishment. Uh, so I'd be fertilizing every week, just with a good tomato food. If you don't have that, like a twenty, 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 fifteen, thirty, fifteen. Yep. Okay. Yep. That could be part of it too. It just doesn't have the. There's nothing left for it to produce the fruit. Like it's just starving. Okay. So I would definitely look at feeding it. Um, in our global garden that we did up at uh, Global TV with Leslie, um, we 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 put so we put fertilizer in the soil as well. I used the Groundskeepers Pride, eight four three, and then we fertilize sort of every couple of weeks, and it it just makes all the difference. Like we have zucchinis like crazy, tomatoes, the blooms, like it just we fed the roots, and yep. so it really makes all the difference. Okay, Especially well, in container gardening, you need to you need to feed. Yeah, it's interesting because I get another variety of tomatoes, and I'm not sure what they are, but they're bigger leaves, and it's just doing really well, and and it's in a similar spot, and it gets treated just like everything else. Yeah, and how is that other tomato doing? Like it's it's pretty good. it's green. It's producing, you know, bigger. It's going to have bigger fruit on it. Yep. But it looks it looks like a real healthy plant. Yep. No, and if there's only one in there, and it's maybe a little shorter, because I know those sweet 100s, they they are heavy feeders, like those big vine ones, because yep. they get so tall. So it's going to use a lot more energy. Okay, I'll uh, I'll take care of it that way then. Yeah, get just get yourself a nice big pot if you can transplant. It's still not late, too late. We still have lots of time left, so. We'll give it a try and see what happens. All right. Good luck. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Bro. Let Bye. me know. Bye bye. All right. I've had a few texts as well. Can you self-pollinate corn, produce more cob on a plant? I think they only produce two or three per, one or two, three per per plant. 
Um, I'm not sure if you could cross pollinate because they're they're pretty self sustaining um, themselves on that. So I I don't think you can do that. And what do I got here? Good morning, Merle. My sister in law has these hens and chicks. How do I go about separating them to transplant? Um, actually, those are crazy grown big. They're fairly easy. Basically, you just most succulents have fairly small root systems, so you can just get something like a really sharp knife, like an old bread knife that you don't want to use in the in the kitchen as much anymore, and you can just go through. You just turn that into your garden knife, and you can just sort of slice through it. And, and separate them like that. They're fairly easy to do, so I wouldn't hesitate with that. So, But you got some gorgeous blooms on those uh, hens and chicks. So, yeah, just just you can just cut through and separate really easy. They they transplant, and I've kept them in pots over the winter, and you'll be fine. So uh, give those a try. And I, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and yes, there is sun out there today. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And those are the talk and text lines, so you can send um, a text with some pictures as well. And Ron, I'm just looking at your lawn there. I believe what you have is cinch bugs on there. They're eating away at all your roots. Um, you need to give that a really good rake, and maybe get, you need to get some pure spray green, do a really good soil drench in of your grass areas because um, you can see there's nice green patches, but, man, you got something just eating away at the at the roots. Um, so I'm, look, it, I'm thinking it looks like cinch bug from the pictures. So um, really good raking. And uh, and get some pure spray green and give it a couple soil drenches sort of every five days for the next couple of weeks and uh, see if you can get that looked after because, man, it looks like it's just going in there like crazy. And they love this heat, and that is somewhat the problem of what's been going on. So uh, have take a look at that and uh, and go from there. And I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Laurier. Good morning, Laurier. Hey, good morning. How can I help you? Question about garlic in, uh, I guess, Calgary area. When is a good sign when you think you should be picking it? Um, Garlic, sort of, typically, right, sort of, have you got the, the, the snipes on top? Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah. I, I so, ate them all. Yeah, yeah I'm amazed. <laughs> I've seen a whole bunch of people there. They, they barbecue them. They do all that oh, kind of great. fun stuff. Oh, yeah, really good. Um, Basically, you should be able to harvest almost any time. So you can dig down. Do you have quite a bit of it planted? Yeah, 150. Okay, so just go check out two or three of them and sort of see where they're at. Okay. That's sort of what I do. As I was just sort of going into an area, maybe where there's a couple of them are a little bit tight, and w- remove one that's in there, and then just sort of if it if it's decent, and then you'll be able to go from there. Okay, I'll have a look at that. Thanks. And uh, if anyone else has any great ideas, uh, they can call in and let me know or text. Them. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, yeah, we have lots of garlic growers, but that's typically what I do. Is that it? Just you sort of wait till um, then check it out. Like sometimes it depends on the season. Like this one's been fairly warm, especially the last little bit. And if you get the soil nice and warm, a lot of this stuff will mature a lot quicker. 
So yeah, and and if we have one of our cooler times, um, you're, we're waiting into more September. So, do yeah, you plant your yeah. garlic in the fall? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, let me know. Yeah, pull one. a couple out. Let me see. Okay. Send, sure. Text me a couple pictures to the same one. All right. Thanks, man. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Joanne. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am fabulous. Thank you very much. Awesome. Can I, how can I help you? Well, I, I have, so I live in Red Deer, and okay. I also have uh, a little... Uh, Sundry. And so I have questions regarding my pine trees. Okay. Uh, I have uh, about a hundred footer in red deer, and uh, I really, it's a kind of a dual split tree, and it's just too high in the residential area. I'd like to top it. Yep. And, and I have about 20 of them in Sundry, <laughs> like around the riverbed there. Yeah. So, and I would like to do the same thing to them because they're getting really large and overcrowded. So I turn them back, but I feel that I should be. I should be topping them or something. No, it's it's really it's not actually good to top them. Okay. Because uh, what you do is you create that split in them, and it, and as they grow larger, it becomes really weak at that point where you cut them back. Yeah. So how long would they live if I were to top them though? Well, they they could who knows they they could go fifteen twenty, or 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 last from there it depends on the, how big a wound you're leaving and how deep you're you're cutting them i just find it it opens them up and it's just typically we don't top something that big cuz then like i said it, it creates especially in the city out in the country if it's just fine and it's just blocking a view or something if you want to do that it it's okay to it's not normal practice with them yeah um yeah. but you can do it but what it does it just creates a joint and when if you get really big wind and it becomes top heavy because that top part becomes typically have two or three crowns coming out of that one spot where you top it yeah. and then it just makes it a really weak point so if, if the wind gets going it can snap at that point okay does that make so- sense it kind of does. I'm kind of, you know, half a one and a. No, I, I, don't, I know you. I you want me to say it. You want me to just say it's okay to do it. <laughs> you to say that because I mean the alternative is tearing them out. And then yeah. I thought, well, no, and if it's know, on the if it's in the country, like there's lots of people that shape them. I'm just sort of going by normal pruning practices that we yeah. that we would recommend for somebody. And typically, you plant trees that you want to grow in an area that yeah. sustain that height. Um, if yeah. if you just if you try to keep them at that certain area, you'll be fine. Like if you're just sort of trying to create a bit of a hedge, I guess is what you could call it. Um, well, they're just what I'm afraid of is that they're going to get uprooted in a storm because they're getting so big in uh, in these small areas, residential areas, and I don't think that those you know, they're going to be way more strong by not topping them. I'm happy with that answer. Thank you very much. Yeah, because that's the tree. It anchors itself, and like I said, you create that top heavy, and then it becomes more dangerous. Okay, so then I'll just keep on uh, trimming them back so they're not so bottom heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. For the entire yard. Yeah. And then, uh, okay. Are they they pine or spruce? Do they have long needles, or are they little little needles? No, they have long needles. Okay, so nice big pine trees. Nice. Okay. Really are they're really quite. Good. I love pines, like they're they're gorgeous. So, and they're usually once they get rooted in, they get growing quicker. But they usually take a little bit longer to get up to that height. Oh, I bet you these are fifty or sixty years old. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right. And where are we at for time? We are at Wayne right now. We got a little bit more time. Good morning, Wayne. Hello, Merle. How are you? Good, good. It's been a while. It has. Uh, You've been busy or what? Oh, yeah. Real busy. Nice. You know that French fries aren't from France? They were <laughs> first made in Greece. <laughs> uh, I love your jokes. Anyway, Merle, um, um, my... my uh, <laughs> they were talking about the hamburger all day on on QR, and if you're listening to to Breckenridge and uh, and then they were talking about hamburgers and the and the Beyond Burger thing and all that stuff, and and really like hamburger, like it's not a burger made out of ham, it's Hamburg, and yeah, well, and they're they're just talking all about what's what's a burger. So, so what's what's the next burger instead of Beyond Beyond Beef? Is it maybe it's meat? Yeah, it, maybe it's meat. Well, I think they're going to that uh, lab-growing stuff, oh, which kind of scares me. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So it's going to be a fungus burger then. That's a... pretty much, I guess so, eh? <laughs> oh well. How can I help you? Um, well, my uh, my Chinese cherry tree um, is fruited all out now. And okay. It came out great this year, but I want to cut it back. Can I do it now? Absolutely. Like you just, is it just, is it one of those Nanking cherries, like the smaller cherries? Yep. Yep. And you just want to shape it or? I, I just want to cut it back because it's starting to go over the sidewalk and interfere with Yeah. So if you're just trimming it up in those areas, absolutely. Okay. But and in those areas, you won't get any blooms or whatever next year. You'll get lots of new growth. Yep. But you won't get uh, typically blooms in the areas where you prune right now. Okay. Um, second question quickly uh, is... Uh, um, I feed the birds all year long in the wintertime, um, and uh, the, the, the shells go on the ground, and it makes great black mulch because uh, it rots over the winter. It mm-hmm. actually rots really quickly. Can I use some of that mulch on my indoor plants? Um, you, you can. You just got to be careful using mulch inside. Right. I, I find sometimes it's too heavy, like, like too much organic matter on the indoor plants because they're used to growing like down in the in the tropics and it's and it they don't have the same type of heavy soil or mulch you know yeah, yeah that's my only concern whenever i've done that i've always found i have a little bit less success um so i just try to stick with a good all purpose potting soil that is soilless mix and uh, and use that well um so i again i it, it might be totally fine but without well, they're in soil now, and I'm I'm thinking that it's probably depleted of all of its elements, and I hate adding chemicals all the time. Yeah. So what you can do is, does it just need to be repotted though? Uh, no, there. I don't want to do that. I tried it with one, and it died. Yeah. So what you can use is the um, what is it? The dirt and grow the shrub um, fertilizer. You can just you can sprinkle it on top, and it's all organic. Or you can use Rage Plus mm-hmm. as well. So there's lots of organic alternatives to feeding your plants and most of like the 15 30 15 like they're not chemical like they're they're derived from natural products like they're mineral based okay so they're not like a a made chemical yeah so does that make sense yeah they they they, um, i think they need something to help them perk them up a bit so yeah so they might it depends if they need to be re re, uh repotted and they might need a bit of that or like i said just 
that uh, Dirt and Grow, the Evolve Shrub Food, or I, just the use, Rage Plus? I use Sea Magic, it's called. It's great stuff. You mix it up in a bottle. And- yep, that's very similar. It'll have the, it, it'll probably be a seaweed-based product yep. and uh, and go from there. Okay, thank you very much. All right, have good to hear day. from you. Thanks, Wayne. All right. And I don't know if we even talked about trimming his fruit tree. No, we had just the, the cherry tree. That was it. I was thinking I had uh, apples on my mind for some reason because I'm walking out when I walk through the tree lot and right now I see all kinds of apples and things and pears on our trees out at the at the spruce it up in the tree lot there. But right now I'm going to go to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Yes, good morning. I have a planter box about three feet tall but only a foot deep. Okay. Okay. Uh, she wishes to grow a vine in it and place it against an east fence. Yep. Uh, is there any vine that would survive? In a, unfortunately, it's only about a foot deep in dirt. Yeah. It's a, it's any- a little touch and go, but there's lots of annual vines you could do. But you could definitely try a clematis. Um, the biggest thing, and the nice thing is if it is on the east location, it's not going to get real, real hot. And I would just cover it really well. Like in September, October, water it really well, and then even up until freeze up, and then just cover it with mulch. Like put some bark mulch or something over top of the soil, and water that mulch really good as well. And if if you can keep it frozen, there's probably a good chance that you can get those to survive there. Okay, and a second question is uh, another planter box that has carrots in it, and it's about three feet. But something is precisely trimming all the tops off of it. <laughs> now, do you maybe mice or gophers? Uh, we're in New Brighton. There's very little backyards and yes, but there is lots of. Uh, I know there's lots of critters there out in that area in Mackenzie Town, New Brighton. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of rabbits. But it's it's uh, it was like I hired you guys to. to Cut the top of the carrots all off. They're so perfect, eh? Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I can't see a rabbit getting that high. But oh, I was just curious. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how high the rabbits get. Like they can, like, but also could be mice, um, gophers. It has to be something physically eating it, though. It's, it sounds like. Sounds like to me, but it's so precise, and it's just the top. You know where the uh, flower or the uh, leaf part is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, they just like the leaves, and that's something. It sounds like, a, like I said, a rabbit or or a mouse or something that would just chew, chew that off. I'll tell her she has critters. I'll yeah. Try. Yeah, and what you can do though is try and prevent that. Is just get some netting, some garden netting, and put that over top of the box, and then that'll help keep them away. Yeah, it's. It's strange because it's just in this one flower box. Uh, she has a little bit in the ground, and they don't seem to be affected. Yeah. That's most unusual. That is weird. They yeah. just like being up top, nice and warm, sit, like sitting on a patio, I guess. All right. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Bye-bye. All right. I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's largest garden center with everything you need inside and out. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And the sun's got you covered out there today for sure. So get out and enjoy. Make sure you have your uh, sunscreen on and, uh, and go from there. 
and stay out of there a little bit, stay hydrated. Um, my daughter and I, Jaden and I, went around yesterday to the job sites with uh, we had a cooler full of water and Gatorade for the for the guys on the landscape crews. And on one of our job sites, we're we're putting fifty thousand square feet of sod down. It's a it's a big 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 uh, big big yard with uh, lots and lots of sod. So we we're trying to make sure the boys are staying hydrated out there as well, guys and girls on the job sites. Let's go to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Morning, Merle. How can I help you? Uh, Merle, we've got a squash plant growing in a large black tub just off our deck, and uh, I'm thinking it's got powdery mildew. It's got kind of a, a velvety white color. Yep. All the lower leaves, and yep. the new growth is going straight up, and the leaves are kind of curling. Yep. What would I treat that with? Uh, you can use, um, there is some a fungicide with a like a Bordeaux, it's called, or Pure Spray Green is probably one I'd recommend because then it'll look after any insects as well, and it's safe to use on that, and it works really good on powdery mildew. The ones that are really bad, I would just pull them off if they're already going yellowy and back. I would just pull them off and and start from there. Yeah, that's what I did. I know we yep. have trouble with powdery mildew in our, in our peak. Yeah, just try to uh, water a little bit less off the leaves if you can, a little bit underneath watering. I know sometimes it's tough to do, but uh, give that a try. Uh, say again, watering where? From underneath, like try not to water all over the leaves if you can. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, we saw kind of a, a, a home remedy uh, vinegar, spraying vinegar on it. I tried no. that yesterday, and it's amazing. Some of that and, uh, powdery it, stuff is gone. Yeah, you just got to be really careful of vinegar because it can burn leaves. Like, it's used as a, a herbicide as well. It can burn your right. your leaves really easily, especially on zucchini and, and squash and things like that because mm-hmm. um, it's quite acidic, so you got to be really careful. Yeah, all right. Could I ask another question about a poinsettia? Sure. We've had one on Rage Plus diet, and uh, up until about two weeks ago, it still had very healthy, a few very healthy red leaves. Now, it's dropped all its red leaves, but the plant is still healthy as a horse. How can we keep that over till Christmas? Um, so basically what you can, you can just keep it going, and then sort of around... September, you got to start doing that darkness, like 12, 12 dark, 12 light, 12 dark, 12 light. So you oh, yeah. stick it in the closet for 12 hours so it's pitch black. That's that's worse than having a pet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easier just to go pick up a new one. <laughs> so All right, well, it's just a light to get it to bloom like that. You'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, then. Thank you. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. Mm. Um, and I got a text. Um from Dwight, he's asking, uh, when's the best time to plant an apple tree? Um, basically, he's saying cuttings. Um, if you if you're trying to take cuttings, you got to do it early spring when the new growth is soft, and you and you and you take them at that time. But it's hard to do cuttings because um, they need to be on a hardy root stock. So typically, the apple part that's on the top part is not hardy. So most apples are grafted onto a hardy root stock. And, and growing from there. But if you're looking at this plant trees, I always try to, um, you can plant right up until freeze up, but I, if you can get them in earlier, I always think it's better, especially in Alberta with our dry winters and things like that. Get everything rooted in nicely. Um, I just find people, if they plant in the fall, they tend to forget to water a little bit more. And uh, so I, I, I like planting earlier on in the season. Get them rooted in and go from there. But 
we've done lots and lots of fall planting with great great success it just being a little bit more diligent on the on the watering after that and he always sends me some great pictures of his uh of his uh cannabis plants and they're five foot four and full of buds so awesome looking great dwight nice nice plants and uh and uh it's kind of cool and where are we at for regarding thistle problem? We have an infestation. We are using Scott's EcoSense Weed Be Gone with very good success. Well, that's good. Um, the Weed Be Gone is a EcoSense Weed Be Gone. I would think it is a okay. No, that is a, and we don't have the Scott's brand, but it's the same as the 24D. So awesome, good job. I'm glad that's working out for you as well. And, hi, my tomato plant is going black in various areas, as well as the tomatoes. Only one plant can you explain. I'm just trying to see. I can't see on the pictures of the black. Um, so I'm going to take a closer look on that. And uh, if you can get a little bit of a close-up picture and resend that, if you could, that would be awesome. I, I just can't make it out on the on the picture on the screen. And I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I got the pictures of the tomatoes and he sent them in nice close-up. It looks like you got a variety of of those black purple tomatoes. I'll be honest, black prints I think they're called. There's a couple other ones. Um maybe the tag got mixed up and you didn't plan on on getting them, but they're they, those look like a purple um dark tomato. Like I'm just sort of looking, it looks super healthy. Um you're just getting the fruit and when it's in the pigment like that, I, I would just say that's what you got going there. Um, so I think you should be good. Um, let me know how they taste after, but that is a, a, a type of, uh, tomato from what I'm seeing. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to talk with Marie. Good morning, Marie. Good morning. Hi there. How can I help you? Well, I have a question about asparagus. Okay. Because they're still so thin, you know, they, when do they thicken out or do, do they need a certain fertilizer? How how old are they? Four years. <laughs> yeah, so they should be thickening up for you. Um, do they, they need watering regularly? Yes, they do. They need they do need a bit of water for sure. Mm-hmm. Because they um, they when the, once they get going on producing the fruit, the veggie, mm-hmm. they they are um, they need to be quite a bit of hydration. On your phone, there's always a beep after a certain time. Oh, maybe it's just a timer when you're on here. You mean like when you're waiting on hold? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just, I'm assuming it's a timer or something like that on there. I'm always on the other end, so I'm not on hold. (laughs) Okay, so what about the fertilizing? Um, Definitely, 15-30-15 is what I would use, a good... Yeah. Yep. A good veggie fertilizer would be great for them. Okay. All right. Do it regularly, and then let me know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, and and this hydrate them really good, especially uh, like I said in this heat when it when you start seeing the fruit come up. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. That will take a while. And just don't let them get too tall on you too. Like I know, um, 
when they first get that bloom, you should take that off and oh, then really? just, yeah. Because then more of the energy goes to the to the plant. Well, I, I've never seen them bloom. So should I take like an inch off the top? I, I would. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Very good. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Right now I'm going to go to Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. I have an apple tree that's about 30 years old. And it's probably about, I don't know how tall it would be, but I'm just wondering, it's loaded with apples this year. And okay. I'm just wondering, does the tree have, does it know not to produce too many apples that it would break a branch? No. Because no. last night I went and picked a couple of pails because there was one branch that was just leaning terribly much and I didn't want it to break. No, they they unfortunately don't know that. And, uh, yeah, okay, so they, they need don't our know assistance. That. Okay, that's so, what I wanted to know. So a lot of apples, like if you go out to BC, you'll see that they prune them and they try to get a little bit more horizontal growth and they, they, they shorten the branches on them okay. so that they become thicker and stronger so to support all that fruit. So yeah. you just need to do a bit more pruning on it and and more of a... Uh, apple type pruning. And so can we cut the branch, some of the branches in the fall or in the spring? Yeah, actually, you can even do it right now. If, if some of them are long, if you want to take a bit at some of the ends off just yeah. to lighten them up, absolutely. Oh, okay. And I said, okay. if you don't feel totally comfortable, I said, more than happy if you wanted to give our team at Pruned Up a call, Mark would come out and uh, give you a, an assessment and a free quote. Okay. And uh, and just do it properly. Because what, what you're trying to do is, again, a little bit more horizontal growth and thick them up, thicken them up. Because yeah. I know I know exactly what you mean. I go through our tree lot right now, and, and it gives me a good excuse to grab an apple off there and uh, have the odd munch on them. So. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. I love that. I actually had a couple of apples yesterday out in the tree lot and uh, tasty, tasty. The sun is warming them up real nice. We got some of the pear trees, the the Paul pears are just loaded right up. So uh, love that. Love that. Where are we at for time? We got some more time. We're just going to go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Merle. Um, I had a, um, a lilac tree that I planted about five years ago. And last year it was just full of blossoms. Uh, flowers i always cut them off uh right after yeah. now this year it um it uh had the little buds on and they were red but uh it it's uh, it's complete it completely died it never came to anything and it always used to um around the root it used to have all the offsprings yeah all up. the suckers yeah yeah and nothing this year now i um took a branch off and it's inside it's not green it's white or gray, yeah. And there's no suckers around the bottom. Is that dead? Yes. Oh. Yeah. No. Did you send in the picture? No, I can't. Okay. I haven't got any. Okay. Uh, no, I had someone else send in a picture. And same thing. Some of the lilacs. I know the tree lilacs. It was just a, such a tough winter on a lot of the trees, and and especially some of the lilac trees. It just was that long, dark, dry winter. And going to bed dry. So super important to water if you have the ivory silk lilacs and a lot of the lilac trees is important to water them in the fall. Okay. I don't think I did that. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't. And so it is important. Again, watering all throughout the summer is important as well. Um, but definitely going into the fall, get, putting them to bed a little bit 
with some moisture into the ground makes all the difference. Cause this, when I seen what was happening, I really gave it the water, but it didn't help. It didn't yeah, no, back. by that time it just freeze-dried because there was nothing there, and they just desiccate over the winter. Right. So. so I can take it out then. Yep. Yep. Thank you. All right, thanks. Sorry about that. Bye-bye. All right, if you'd like to join me, there's some phone lines open up now, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. That is the talk and text line. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, we were talking about when you can harvest garlic. And, uh, and typically you said to wait. But right now, like I said, typically is when you can harvest is midsummer sort of thing in Calgary. And they're saying June, July on some of the sites I'm looking at. But again, it's my, I say it's more July, August. And uh, I believe you can use it right away. You might want to leave it for a bit, let it dry up a little bit. But from my understanding, you can you can pretty much use it uh, right away. So if anybody has some thoughts on when they use their garlic or or when they uh, after after harvest, um, send me a text or give me a shout. Would love to hear from you. And uh, always always looking for input from our gardening world out there um, to help us out. And I'm going to go to Barry right now. Good morning, Barry. Hey there, Merle. How you doing? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, I'll tell you, we've got this uh, rose uh, garden with about uh, eight or ten roses in it. They've been doing very, very well for the last eight years. Yep. So. Last year, um, mid-season or so, uh, all of a sudden we got the, 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 the Adelaide roses got decimated. And uh, I'm not sure if it was a bug or a fungus or whatever it may be. Sprayed it with pure spray green, et cetera, et cetera. We lost the remainder of the season. This year... I sprayed it with pure spray green right from the get-go, yep. and um, uh, it seemed to be coming along just great for the you know for the early spring and yep. that, and it was lots of blossoms and you know or lots of buds and everything. Yep. Then I got hit again. It's like a black leaf mold, and uh, it just took out the entire. Uh, rose garden, with the exception of maybe one or two different varieties. There, there was a fair bit of that this year, and it's from the excessive amounts of rain we had. And depending on what part of Calgary you're in, it's just it's black leaf spot. If you get a little bit too much water on the leaves, it, it can cause that. And we've had okay. a fair bit of that this year, unfortunately. Yeah, because it just it yeah. totally stripped them. Like there's just little twigs up there now. Yeah, so I would just cut that back. Like take it down. They like, take about a third off the whole thing. Okay. And then just let it grow a bit more here. Leave it till next spring, and then you'll see where to prune it again next spring. Okay, so I don't don't want to take it right down to the ground. Then. No, not right now. I would just take a third off the top, and then just re, let it regrow some nice new growth. And okay, in this no, heat, it, it should stay. And just try and keep as much water. If you're using irrigation or however you're watering, try and keep it off the leaf if you can. Yeah, I'm going to get myself another one of those soaker hoses. Yeah, they're uh, great. He, you know, and, and now, is there anything I should do to the soil? Like, is the soil contaminated? No, not really. It's just it's just one of those cycles it's going through, and so I, I just do a good cleanup on it, and yeah. uh, and just any of the stuff you cut off, um, just dispose of it into the compost bin or wherever you dispose of. Okay. Alrighty. Good stuff. Thank All right. you, sir. Thank you, Barry. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Let's go up to Dean. Good morning, Dean. 
Good morning. Thank you, Merle. Hey, how can I help you? Good, good. So I just sent you a couple of pictures. One was of my cold frame, which is more of a container garden because I, I was too lazy to replace the poly this year. Okay. I, I'm just wondering whether in this kind of gardening setup, uh, pots and such, whether I should use more diatomaceous earth or the sand, the sharp sand, to keep the crawly bugs it, away and eggshells and such, all those. Prickly. Yeah, all those things don't definitely don't hurt. Um, the diatomaceous earth is great. Um, eggshells, from what I hear, work quite well. Um, and sometimes you unfortunately do have to use, and there's some good alternatives like the Pierce Ray Green or, or BTK is, is a good one for looking after the, the little, uh, caterpillars and, and worms and things like that. So, okay, very good. And it's very a good. natural product. Like it's, it's, uh, the BTK is actually quite good. And, and you can, uh, use the pure spray on everything, lettuce, broadleaf, uh, tomatoes. Yeah, just yeah. read the directions at certain times of harvest, and because sometimes if it gets on there, it is an oil. Yes. So just just read the directions on on depending on what variety. Very good. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right, I got time for one more here before the break, and we're going to go to Lil. Good morning, Lil. Good morning. How can I help you? Oh, well, I hope you can help me. I have this dahlia in a pot. I have several, but this one, uh, the leaves started curling a bit like it was dry, and then they just turned all pale. Yeah. And the thing has died, and it had so many buds on it, and I have other ones in the pot, pots, and they're doing fine. Yeah, it's sometimes the dahlia, they get a fungus, and it's, just, and it's fairly contagious. So I would just, if you haven't already gotten rid of it, I would just get rid of that one. Yeah. Um, sometimes tomatoes get it, but the dahlias get it as well. This sort of starts curling over on top. It's kind of, it looks like it almost turns gray a bit, and then yeah. it just starts, yeah, it starts dying back. It just got a fungus. Oh, okay. Maybe that one got a little bit too wet or something like that. Oh, but I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen it, and it gets in there, and there's nothing you can really do about it. But it's just best to get rid of it and get it into the compost pile or into the garbage. So if I... Put the soil anywhere else in the garden. Don't use the yeah. Okay. Don't use the soil near your, your dahlias and that. Not dahlias yeah. or tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, I love dahlias, but I know I've grown quite a few of them, and I've had that happen to me before, and it's a little bit frustrating. So. Yeah. Awesome. Enjoy your show. Thank you, Lil. I enjoy doing it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. There's a great summer tune, and welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, I got the fellow with Drives a Rig hashtag or his uh, tagline on his phone his text tag and what he says he it's time to harvest garlic right now it's ready to dig up um the third from the ground is the oh you leave it in the ground until it starts starts dying off a little bit he goes i leave my garlic out in the sun on chicken wire for about a week and then i bring it into the house and then leave it in the basement, but you can use it right away. He says, do not trim off the roots or tops until they have completely dried out after the week, but you can eat it right away after that. So let it dry out for a bit, and then you can cut everything off, let all that nourishment and all the flavor get back into it, and you should be good to go. And, oh, I got the guy with the, with the darker tomatoes, and the tomato variety is called 
tomato midnight snack. Awesome. So there you go. So enjoy those uh, those tomatoes, and you should be good to go. Let's go to Pat. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Merle. Uh, I know you're fine because I've listened to yes. you long enough this morning. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. And I am not as old as Mary, but close. And I always have pruned off. I've got one of those old garden variety uh, lilacs. Yep. And I know if I prune it off quick before the new buds yep. set. Yeah. Do you know whether they're set yet or? Yeah, have... by now they are. Oh shoot! Okay, yeah. well I'll just. Yeah, typically if you it. want to prune them right, like sort of like you were saying before, sort of right when they're, and that way you can bring them in as cut flowers or or something like that if you need to prune them off. Um, but if you just look into prune off any of the dead ones or dried up ones, you can do that. And then that's what I'm going to do anyway. Because yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's too big and, and unruly. And so if I keep it shorter, it blooms every year and looks more like a bush than a tree. Yeah, nice. Okay. No, and I love the lilacs, right? They're so gorgeous. Oh, well, and Yeah, well, and I think... This is my personal opinion, but I think the old variety has more perfume than some of the French. Whatever. Absolutely, absolutely, I totally agree. We've sometimes they when they mess around with sometimes the hybrid of a plant, they blue they take out some of the good qualities of them. And I noticed that with roses, like a lot of tea roses, don't have as much fragrance anymore. And I just think they've sometimes they grow them just for the quality of the bloom and the the foliage and stuff like that growth patterns, but also companies are um, paid to produce more and more plants all the time, so like there's royalties and things like that. So they produce more and more and more to get them out there, and then growers are obligated to grow these new varieties as well. So if you want to have a proven winner's license, you're obligated to take all these new varieties. So, and unfortunately, they take some of the good old varieties out of the system to make room for these new ones. So, Well, that's progress in a manner, I guess. Yeah, good and bad. I, I, I totally agree. Like, they did that with the Schubert. Like, there was a Schubert choke cherry years ago, and it was black not resistant, and then they've insisted on doing that Bailey Select and some of the newer Schuberts, and they just get loaded with that black knot. And to the point where I don't even bring them in anymore. I used to sell like probably two to three hundred Schubert choke cherries in Calgary, and I don't even bring them in anymore. I don't want to send them into people's yards to get that black knot. I just don't feel good about it. I sell very few birch now. Again, we just recommend that with the birch leaf miner and the things that are going on. I just there's other trees that I would recommend instead of setting people up for failure. So, I would tell you that we have a birch that's forty years old, yep. and it would make your heart beat fast to see how healthy it is. Awesome. But we make sure it's watered, yep. and I used to be very when we had um, Saigon yep, or some, one of yep. those things yep. that they don't have anymore. It used to get a bath of that. Yeah, and it's, I think as long as they go into the fall with a good root system or enough water, then they can make it through and look better. So Absolutely, no, and it's it's all with water, and and actually they really respond really good to Rage Plus. Oh, do um, they? Okay. Yeah, 
and I see it around town. I just driving around when I come to the on Sundays when I drive through. I go through a couple old neighborhoods here in Glendale and stuff. It's just you see so many big bird trees just suffering though, and it's just that. But if they do get the water, because I know I have one down at the garden center that's down by the creek, right? And it's quite moist, and there's very very little um, birch leaf miner on it at all. It just looks gorgeous, and I and I don't treat it with anything. So it's just a matter of. Again, keeping it nice and healthy, and I mentioned it earlier in the show. When you, if you let your trees go and they get dead, damaged, and diseased, it just—it's a big invite for more and more bugs because they feel the weakness. It's just like in the in the jungle, like if if there's a sick deer or something like that, the animals know that and they they thin those ones out. So survival of it. Absolutely. Okay. Thank All right, you for thank your you. help. Thank you, Pat. Uh, bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to take um, Al, Ray, Bernice, and Kent off air. So if you want to wait, I'll be more than happy to uh, talk to you guys off the air. And uh, unfortunately, on some of the texts, I couldn't get through to everybody. I'll try and do a few more. But uh, until next week, uh, we'll talk then and uh, enjoy your week. You've been listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.